Welcome to Descartes Pod. I'm Jenna. And I'm Danica. And I just pronounced Jenna's name wrong so badly that we had to start the podcast over. Um, but also, to transition into what we're talking about, Jenna has a very funny story and she doesn't want to forget it. Like, I've forgotten her name in the past week. <laughs> you fucking dumb bitch. Uh... Jenny, what do you have to say? What the fuck was I thinking? <laughs> oh my god um yeah okay so (laughs) this last week at my house uh so i moved into my place in april and my roommates had me set up the internet for the house and they were like you have to get that bill in your name i'm like cool and they were like because that you also get to come up with the username and the password oh they were so brave (laughs) yeah so i (laughs) made the username fire chris harrison and I made the password Mike Johnson for Bachelor 69. And it's been that this whole time, right? Mm-hmm. Everything's yeah. great. But then my my, co- my roommate last Friday, her boss, she has a new boss that had to come over and she works from home. So her new boss had to come in and like train with her. And this boss is like a Karen. She's like a full Karen. No. Like a full Karen, like 55 religious Christian Karen. And she comes in and she's like, hey, uh, can I get the password and, like, the username for your Wi-Fi? And Dana's like, um, it's Fire Chris Harrison, Mike Johnson for Bachelor 69. And this is like So, <laughs> you got your roommate fired. <laughs> I'm not kidding, though, because right now, she actually, today I came home, she was like, I might have to quit my job because I'm not getting along with my new boss. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> no, but the, for other reasons, because she's being very, <clears throat> Karen, she's, like, putting Bible verses and things, and, like, they work in the death industry, so it's very, it's a lot of things, and I'm not the only person that messed up in this, because, well, no, I messed up, but. <laughs> no, okay, you didn't mess up. Also, the death industry is a psychotic statement. I cannot believe that is a thing. Um, No, I think it's, like, one of those things where um, you don't realize how your, like, personal life can bleed over into, like, someone else's professional life really well. And, like, some people, like, truly just cannot take a joke. I think you and I probably know that better than maybe anybody um, because we have weird hateful stalkers. Um, to this day still, who are like, oh my god, they're trying to cancel everyone. Can you yeah, believe? Literally. Can you even? Um, <laughs> wow. I'm still dying. And my, and my roommate was like, she just looked at me and like pursed her lips and then shook her head. And then the day went by fine. But at one point, my roommate was like, what do you think it means if she likes Chris Harris? And I'm like, well... It means. <laughs> oh my god! But it was oh my god! It was so funny, and it's still herb stuff. But I um, I don't I don't regret my choices. But I I I am embarrassed. <laughs> I I true. I feel like you shouldn't be embarrassed, and rather that you should feel proud. But like also, there has to be a better way. Like you, ha- first of all, your boss should not be coming to your house. I know it's really I. That is weird. None of it's okay. And, like, also, 
having 69 in the password is funny. It's funny. It is just like, <laughs> regardless of your political affiliations, that number is funny. I'm sorry. Um, grow up if you don't think so. And like, also, just, I don't know, like, I feel like I would just be like, oh, like, Andrew does this with me. Maybe, maybe this is a realization that he's like cheating on me or doing something shady where he's like, oh, I don't remember my password. I have to do it by like muscle memory or whatever. Um, but it's like really like Victoria. I love Victoria 69. Yeah, Victoria fascist 69 420 or something. And he thinks it's really great, but he knows that that would really upset me personally. So he's like, he's always just like, oh, yeah, I'll, let me just type it because I like I don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, whatever. Like, I don't give a shit. So that's that's the new move um, for your roommate in the future. Just like, oh, yeah, it's like a muscle memory thing. Let me just type it really quick. It, it could be like, it could be one of five things. And all right. of them are bad things. But. Um, oh, so good. Well, I do feel bad for my roommate if she gets fired. But hey, you, you know. know? <laughs> um, I think I, you know. I think that you've been trying to do this to me for a really long time as well. So uh, congratulations on your your reign of terror and, like, trying to get everyone around you to just have, like, insufferable enough opinions to be fired for them. I just – I also still love the fact – I think about it from time to time where, like, people who are probably coming to my neighbor's house or whatever is like, oh, let me log into the Wi-Fi and all the names pop up, you know, and they're like, what? <laughs> anyway – what if you, like, found out, like, when you turned on your computer one day that there was, like, a Chris Harrison, like, apologist, like, in your neighborhood? Like, what would you right. do? Yeah, like, um, <laughs> their username is Bring Back King Harrison. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think, like... Because <laughs> I saw somebody this week use his... Refer to him as the king. So that's really good. I I think that the earth is healing. Um, he's we're we're calling him King now. Um, king of what? <laughs> Shit Mountain. He's earned it. Put some respect <laughs> on his name. <laughs> king of Shit Mountain. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, I would have to move out of the neighborhood, I suppose. But for now, it just. The usernames around me are, like, Big Booty Judy and FBI Surveillance Fan 69. Because I have good neighbors. I think this is you trying out all of the possible jokes that you possibly could (laughs) should you go back to stand-up comedy. Oh. But I think it's all working out well for you. It is. I'm currently feeling good about my choices in life. But, yeah. (laughs) yeah. And current choices I feel good about is co-hosting a bachelor podcast with you because the bachelor is super fun to talk about like all the time i think you should reconsider (laughs) and so should i maybe um so yeah i i want to kind of get started on this episode because i feel Mm -hmm. like it's going to be a long one i don't know what we talk about i don't know either um certainly not greg uh because i've chosen to not partake I just want to give, like, a general, like, mm-hmm. a trigger warning, um, content warning. If you watched last night's episode and we're just kind of, like, feeling away, if you don't want to listen to the rest of this episode, I think this might be a good one to skip um, for the time being. Um, 
I, I don't really know exactly what we're going to talk about, but I think it's going to be a lot of, like, hopefully nuanced conversation yeah. about the whole thing, <laughs> if such a conversation exists. And um, <laughs> just, like, I don't want anyone to feel like shit after listening yeah. to it. So if this isn't the episode for you, that's totally fine. Um, we're going to talk about... Briefly, you know, Blake and Justin, who apparently made an appearance in last night's episode, though I do not remember it. And then I think we're going to be talking a lot about Greg. So, like, if this is just not the episode for you, that's totally chill. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Take care of yourselves out there. Self-care. Yeah, so we are still doing hometowns, apparently, even in these bubble seasons, although it's really not a good idea. And I really can't wait until we get back to regular season because I cannot handle this ugly decor anymore. Like, I can't take take it. (laughs) Yeah, I noticed you having... um, I don't watch every Instagram story, but sometimes (laughs) I poke around, like, during the day, and I'm just like, oh, yes, this is what we're angry about today. (laughs) (laughs) But usually we're on the same page, so it's it's fine. Um, I noticed you were upset about decor this week. It's just, I, I know why they're doing it, and I know why they have to, and I get it. It's just, at some point, maybe just change it and just have a nice date. You'll have a, you know, a good long date with the person and then either, like, meet with the family or maybe we should just take the family part out of it. I don't know. Like. <laughs> I mean, half of the families didn't fucking show up anyway, so. Yeah, so. <laughs> uh... But anyway, so we first go to, um, well, we, we first up we have Blake, and he, in fact, is still here, and we board our imaginary planes, and we travel to New Mexico, Canada, where we get to guzzle <laughs> syrup, <laughs> and yeah. grind on a moose, and then play forced hockey. I mean, this is kind of, I guess... This is, like, an off-brand Andrew and Danica date, I think. (laughs) Like, it's a generic Danica date, I guess. Like, the syrup guzzling feels a lot like Andrew being like, hey, do you want an Underberg, like, when we're at the bar? Um, The moose riding feels loosely crayonish, and then Mm -hmm. hockey is an Andrew thing. So, yeah, good point. Oh, my God, is Andrew, like, actually Blake instead of Greg? Now, I don't want Andrew to be either of them at this point, but... (laughs) (laughs) At this point, in fact... Shit. Um, I think he is Connor the cat. Might be. Yeah. Ugh. Um... So, yeah, I, it's kind of, it's whatever, it's silly. I would wonder what Blake would actually do with her if they were in Canada. It would probably be animal-related, but... Mm. I guess they couldn't get any wild animals in New Mexico... I mean, I don't know. I'm just thinking about what animals even live there. (laughs) Maybe big snakes. That would have been cool. I want to see them play with big snakes. Yeah, you should. You should design the dates from now on. Thank you. This is this is exactly (laughs) what I was talking about last night. Where I was like, we watched a a Bachelor in Paradise commercial, and I was like, I want the Bachelor in Paradise Survivor crossover now. Mm -hmm. Because, like, last night there was a commercial on where they were like, it's not safe for you to be here. And I was like, yes, this is Survivor (laughs) shit. Can you imagine, though? Can you believe? I would die. Okay. Uh, (laughs) So we meet his family, and the mom is really hot. Mm -hmm. Okay, fine. I'll admit it. You know, I've been waiting for you to admit this for so long. (laughs) 
Here's the thing. Blake's family as a whole, mm-hmm. hot. They're hot, all yeah. they're all really good looking. Mm-hmm. And his sister, I'm interested in. <laughs> Just gonna say it. His brother, I didn't hear him speak. That's hot to me. <laughs> and so I was I was talking to Andrew last night and I was like, I'm not trying to make you like feel away or anything. But like all of these people are like hot. And like mm-hmm. Blake just doesn't cut it for me. Let's talk about it. And we didn't because that's a really boring conversation. But <laughs> and it might make him feel bad. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Oh. I'm just goodness. like, is Blake just like the the boring like stepchild, like the redheaded stepchild, you know what I mean? I mean, that would make sense to me because he's trying too much. Like he's literally always trying too much, so that tracks. Yeah. Like, when you have a sister who's, I'm sorry, has, like, the biggest lesbian energy I've ever seen, mm-hmm. and she's wearing a safari outfit on the week that that fucking Rock and Emily Blunt movie, or whatever her fucking name is, premieres, like, that's a bold move. Yeah. Yeah. And how can you compete? You cannot. No. Mm. And you know who cannot also compete with how hot this family is? Mm. Katie. Because she walks in <laughs> wearing a Versace by Target cardigan. What the fuck? Okay. the Okay. So I know that, like, everyone roasts Katie all the time for her outfits. Whatever. Two of the outfits this week, I was like, I own both of those things, and I bought them both at a Gap sale. So I understand I'm roasting myself. Yes. I feel okay about it. Yes. Like, the little wet seal cardigan ass thing in like the purplish color yeah i i i can't do it what is that and it's literally made by versace i they they tweeted about it it's like three hundred dollars yeah yeah um well ben carson is a doctor too that doesn't mean he's smart (laughs) doesn't mean that it's like a good look just because fucking Versace made it. Like, we all have bad ideas. Come on. <laughs> Including Donatella. Please. Um, so, yeah, it's it's a shame. It's a fucking shame. But anyway, it's all very sweet and cute. They all care about him. Um, his sister's, like, really straightforward. And she's just like, dude, y'all need to, like, fucking shit or get off the Bachelorette pot. Um, and then neither of them admit to falling in love with each other. And for that, I am grateful. Still. Good for you. <laughs> Keep it in, King. <laughs> I'm not really keeping in. Well. Yeah. 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 What are you going to do? Um, next up, we have Justin. And holy shit, he's the best man that's here. I'm very sad that he's not going to win. Um. <laughs> I feel okay with him not winning because, like, again, I mean, so many people have said it so much better than me but like should he be here question mark i like seeing him he's like Mm -hmm. the cutest guy i've ever seen in my life um but just like the the fact that he had that phone call with his parents and they were like yeah i support you but i'm not fucking coming there you are you're weird (laughs) for doing this Um, okay but i respect his parents for that no i do too that's yeah. I, like that's exactly what I'm saying, but I think that they like even his parents like not fully understanding the situation. We're like, yeah, yeah why are you here again? And yeah, then like, like 
I think that um, just like from our perspective last week, once um, Michael like sent himself home, we were kind of mm-hmm. like, oh, so it's between Blake and Greg and we're scared. Mm-hmm. That it's gonna be Blake, but now that now we're scared that it's Greg. Um, so like, yeah, I mean Justin is delightful, and actually that emoji that you included in the notes is like what Justin's face looked like all the time. It's like that one with that's like a it has like the what do you call it? It's like wiggly smile. It's yeah. all kind of all like the one that's like oh I'm fucked up kind of <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and he he did his best. He took her on a carriage ride in the <laughs> desert, past some paper mache walls with graffiti on them. I screaming the entire time. <laughs> um, they have some crab. Uh, and they do some kind of Shrek ass like fucking analogy about love. You know, you have to get through the gross stuff to get to the good things. What? 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 <laughs> Ew. Um. Yeah, so he's really nice and wonderful. And, yeah, so we get the moment where his parents are on the phone and they say they're not coming, and I totally respect it. Um, can you blame them if they watched Matt James' season and what they did to his dad? Um, no. Um, but, yeah, so it does make Justin sad, obviously, and I totally also get that. You know, like, I can understand his feelings. Um, but he does have friends come, and, honestly, friends are a way better judge of your relationship needs and goals. Sometimes. S- sorry, Danica. If, if they tell you... <laughs> So sorry <laughs> that we never told you about Mark. <clears throat> yeah. Mm. But yeah. So his friends come and it's whatever. I don't know. <laughs> it was such a short scene. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, wait, no. That was that was Greg's family. Never mind. Yeah. Um, yeah they just like, they come and I don't know. They're nice. They just like, we're getting the overall vibe that Justin is not ready for marriage, but, like, we don't really know that. They don't give us enough about him. Um, he has walls up, but one of his friends is like, you need to just, like, let her know how you feel. And so he does take that advice outside, and he tells Katie that he's falling in love with her. And the lucky bitch kisses him. And and then the end. You <laughs> <laughs> don't even know. My favorite thing about... Okay, I have to say this. My favorite thing about Jenna doing notes is that I think you do them on your phone. Mm-hmm. like, And so there yeah. is always just like a random <laughs> misspelling where I was like... <laughs> This this note says outside Justin takes that guy's advice and tells Lato that he's falling in love with her. <laughs> and like it took me a full second to be like, who the fuck is Lato? <laughs> like now I'm realizing you mean Katie, but Lato is like my favorite thing. <laughs> That's not the first time that's happened. I don't know why my phone thinks that's how her name is spelled. I love it. That's what we're going to call her from now. Lato. Lato kisses Justin and everything is sweet and nice. But again, what is happening here? Yeah. Ugh. Um, and then we go to the homeland of Snooky, Jersey. Yeah. Jersey Shore. How do this I do is, it? Um... Jersey Shore. Oh, man. I, I hope there are some, like, Real Housewives of New Jersey people in here. Like, uh, this is truly a moment. Like, Andrew's probably going to be the only person that appreciates this. But there's, like, a scene in, I don't even remember what season. But um, Joe Judice and Joe Gorga get in a fight. And it's, like, their brother-in-laws. And 
one of like one of them just like calls his sister Teresa like trash or something and she's like I gotta get out of here he called me trash and then her husband Joe who is like literally four foot six or something like walks in the room just like screaming apologize and then they get in a fight and one of the i think joey starts like biting his balls or something and like the other joe's just like he won't stop biting my balls and so i'm like i like i am here for new jersey shit we should start recapping that. Yes. Holy shit. Sister, have I not been telling you? We have to move on from this franchise because this is shit. Um, <laughs> Holy fuck, I am more invested in that man's balls than I've been invested in this entire season. I will send you a link afterwards. It's like Please. maybe seven minutes long, but it's it's like seven minutes in heaven, truly. Yeah, sounds like it. Um, <laughs> wow. Beautiful. Well, unfortunately, none of that happens. So, known Jersey boy, I guess, Greg Grippo, um, he stands waiting for Katie to, like, show him, show her his hometown, and the producers make her walk three miles to reach him. Is that um, true? <laughs> nobody looked like it. She oh, was, that was like, so long. Coming from a very long distance. <laughs> so, they, they surf on some kind of inflatable thing that a PA clearly got from Party City, <laughs> um, and I'm just hoping that Dale Moss modeled for the packaging oh he definitely did yeah he definitely did um they play basketball which is cute until it rains which is not cute um greg is very excited by rain how do you feel about that um i mean it's gonna be more of a rarity in you know climate change kinds of situations so like uh maybe great maybe not great for greg in general (laughs) To like the rain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> get it while you can, sir, even if it's fake. Mm-hmm. By a producer. Um, and then we get to meet his mom, brother, and friend, who I definitely think was on this season of The Bachelorette. Like, okay. did you see this man? <laughs> yes. He looked like... Oh my gosh, do you see him back here? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> you fucking weirdo. Sorry, the cat is, like, in the background of the Zoom, just, like, finding new spots to bother me. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Greg's... Okay, first of all, Greg's brother is not his brother. His friend is his brother. <laughs> first of all. <laughs> first of all, I have to make that clear in my head, because what the F? Um, he also looks like if Greg, like, fucked Michael Phelps... <laughs> To me, I, I just, like, could not get the image out of my head. Um, but, yeah, I think someone in his family is lying to him about the brother situation. But, you know, that's neither here nor there. There are plenty of other problems in this house. <laughs> it's true. I just heard yesterday that, like, a good amount of babies get switched at birth at hospitals every year. Like, a, like a solid amount. Wow. Like, a, a thousand or some bullshit. <laughs> like, that's crazy. That is actually crazy and it also makes sense like can you imagine going to work like hungover as like a nurse or a doctor and just yeah. being like oh i mislabeled a baby today who fucking cares <laughs> good cares like it causes trauma later on i'm sure but yeah what are you gonna do um so let's see here um and we get a vlog from his sisters and his 40 nieces and nephews um i imagine if we actually really went to jersey it would have been a lot like Nick Vial's hometown date with all of the siblings. Mm-hmm. There's, like, one sister that matters, and she's the one that's nice to him. 
<laughs> yep, literally. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Like his mom is sweet. She wants to make sure that her son doesn't get hurt. Spoiler, he definitely does. Um, and then Katie delivers my favorite line ever. Um, she says, on this show, all men get hurt except for one. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like that is like kind of profound despite how not profound it is. It's just very real. Yeah. <laughs> and I kind of wish it was just like all men. All men get hurt. Period. Period. Um, yeah, so Greg's talking to his family. Um, he's saying that he loves Katie to them and that he's sort of feeling happy for the first time. Oh my god, I get the joke now. Jenna put, for the first time in forever! Yeah. Okay, yeah, so beautiful. That was beautiful, Danica. Thank you. The amount of times that you have sung Frozen songs in this podcast makes me so fucking mad at you. <laughs> like, I can think Some of, like... Some things never change. Like, five times I can think of, like, off the top of my head where you have, like, snuck in a Frozen reference without my permission. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> um, Reindeers are better than people. That's just a, that's just a fact. Okay, thank you. All right, I'm done. I'm done. Um, yeah, so he, he, he's talking about how he loves Katie to his family. Mm -hmm. What were your thoughts on that kind of situation? This is when it all started to fall apart for me a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, but in this moment, I'm still very like, like I'm feeling for him. Mm -hmm. I'm feeling for Grave, Greg. Grave. Oh my god. How does this keep happening? I mean, with that memorial that they did for him at the end of the fucking show, maybe he is in a grave. Um, I have not seen him. Wait, why isn't Greg talking about his dad? Because they're all dead. Sixth sense. It's all. Katie's been talking to dead people the entire time. Oh my god, Jenna. The amount of times we've had this conversation. Go ahead, though. Go ahead. No, so while I feel for Greg in this, because, like, I feel like he's he's obviously struggled with, like, connecting with people ever since his dad passed away. And so, to me, I was seeing, like, he's kind of latching on and putting way too much stock into, like, the first woman that he, like, has a connection with. Because mm-hmm. he's just, like, this is the first time I've ever felt anything. I'm feeling, like, you know, he's just putting a lot into it. And I'm just, like, oh, buddy, this is not going to, like, this is not healthy you know right and not in a like i hate you way i'm just like that's i i feel for you i've been there i get it and at one point i think i screamed at the tv last night just go to therapy but not the bachelor therapist because that person is paid by the show yeah (laughs) i think um i mean we kind of see this this come to fruition like a little bit later where he's kind of uh so like i don't know greg's been kind of like an interesting person to watch throughout the season because we've seen moments of him you know sort of like expressing like insecurity mm-hmm. in very very subtle ways um mm-hmm. Where he's sort of just, like, asking for more than she seems to be able to give, like, in Mm -hmm. the moment. But, like, Mm -hmm. to her, 
I think she might view it as, you know, being, like, comforting in some kind of way. Like, Mm -hmm. I think she feels like she's doing enough and it's just not enough for him. And he's never been like, I need more than that from you. Mm -hmm. And so it's all coming to kind of a head right Mm -hmm. now. Mm -hmm. And, like, you see him kind of, like, talking to his family and being like, see, like, I'm happy. This person made me happy. I wasn't happy before I left. I'm excited for everyone to see how happy you make me. Mm -hmm. And, like, that's a lot to put on one person anyway. Mm -hmm. Um, Especially when you're in sort of Katie's position where she is dating multiple people. Mm -hmm. And she also hasn't had, I mean, she's had an experience where she's, like, lost, um, like, a a parent, but they're Mm -hmm. not in the same place right now. No, they're not. And from what I've seen, it hasn't been, like, abundantly clear that he's in sort of, like, the position where... uh, I I just don't know that it's been made clear to her that he's in a spot where he's, like, using her as, like, a healing method, if that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, because, I mean, how do you you express that, really? Um, I don't think she clearly has, so it's just, like, that's where probably main, main level of communication is, like, missed, or, like, they're just not... They're not in the right space. They're not in the right, like, timeline for each other. It's messy. I was thinking about it, like, I think it was even two weeks ago. I've said it a couple times on the podcast. I feel like it. it is just that relationship style with them where he, she is constantly having to give him affirmations and he's asking for them all the time. And that does, that's not, like, a good balance, you know? And it can lead to unhealthy, toxic... Right patterns in a relationship and yeah sure maybe it's because he's insecure because of other things but i was getting just like red flags from it all season just i don't like that yeah because i've been in relationships like that where the person was very depressed and that is fine Mm -hmm. i'm depressed as well but they were like putting that all on me right their happiness was my my burden to bear yeah i i understand that totally and i i didn't I, I wouldn't say that they were, like, red flags for me, but it was, like, that's not something I would want mm-hmm. in my relationship long term. Mm-hmm. If we were going through, like, a phase in time where someone needed more affirmation because something had happened and we already had a, an established relationship, mm-hmm. an established rapport, mm-hmm. those mm-hmm. things are, like, totally normal. I think that's mm-hmm. really hard to start with in a mm-hmm. relationship. And, like, that's not to say that can't be overcome. That's not to say that, like that relationship when you start with it is like unhealthy but it seems like it's not working for them Mm -hmm. and we're kind of seeing that unfold throughout the episode yeah Um, i I, yeah yeah i've experienced it not being very healthy for sure so it was like giving me a lot of like yeah and i will say like a lot of a lot of the commentary that we're giving giving about all of this is just based on our own personal experience Mm -hmm. like i think we wanted to come out of the gate at least Mm -hmm. for me saying like neither of us think any of these people are like monsters we do not think they're irredeemable people no certainly not i think that like this can trigger like a lot of feelings for a lot of people especially people who have been in abusive relationships or just like really unhealthy relationships Mm -hmm. um and I think this is more just a sign that the timing was super not right for them. The environment was not right for them. And that both of them, I mean, like, Bachelor Nation 
in general tends to be very split one way mm-hmm. or the other. And I think we're floating somewhere in the nebulous middle <laughs> where it's just like, hey, this sucks. <laughs> yeah. And I, I want to clarify, like, last night I was very emotional. Today I was pretty emotional. But I want to, like, I am not calling Greg an abuser. I'm not calling him a narcissist. I'm not calling any of that. I'm just saying I saw behaviors that are toxic. And I heard things that are manipulative. Mm-hmm. And it made me feel a way. And it made a lot of people feel a certain way. And it was frustrating to not have a dialogue online today that was, like, to be able to have it be, you know, more mm-hmm. nuanced. Because everyone was just like, <laughs> Katie fucked him over! He deser- he he acted perfectly, and I was like, oh, but, like, no. <laughs> and it was just really, really hard to, like, go through. Right. And, d- and also, like, I don't know, I'm sorry, but, like, last night watching it, I felt genuinely triggered. <laughs> yeah, no, I... I- I don't want to like invalidate that either because like I think at the mo- in, when I was reacting in the moment mm-hmm. I was just like this is really uncomfortable to watch like I do not like how he's responding to her I don't like how he's talking to her mm-hmm. and then when I like was able to you know I slept on it thought more about it and then I was just like mostly I think I feel like a, a deep discomfort about. I mean, I feel a deep discomfort about Bachelor Nation in general, um, like, all the time. But just, like, the ways that, like, someone has to be right and someone has to be wrong. Mm-hmm. When mostly it's just, like, this is a really imperfect process. And, like, mm-hmm. sometimes the ways that people communicate are unkind. And, like, sometimes people don't understand each other. And, like, to me, this whole conversation sort of revolved around like he was sharing something really deep and intimate and personal when he was like when he was talking to her one-on-one and was like his version of i'm falling in love with you basically Mm -hmm. like you filled like the void the the void in my heart which is a lot again a lot to put on a person yeah (laughs) and then she sort of went like you're cute that's not an ideal response. Like, no one wants to hear that. If someone – if that happened to me, I would feel really embarrassed. I would be walking back. I would be doing – I feel like a lot of the things that – I would be feeling a lot of the things that Greg felt, at least. But probably, hopefully, at least for me, responding in a different way. Yeah. But I do get – I do understand the, like, initial response, you know? Mm-hmm. I and mean, I, I, I rewatched that moment and, like – it seems, it seems like she's, she, I mean, they, and people have been accusing her of doing the very, ba- she's being very bachelorette. Yeah, she is because she's that. the lead. She's the fucking lead. She and has she's a job. Also, and she's also been giving him a lot of assurance for a while. Right. And uh, when he says, I, and I, the, I watched that part. That part, he was like, yeah, so I think you're really pretty, and I think you're awesome, and I'm just surprised that I've, I'm falling in love with you. I'm in love with you. That's not a huge declaration of love. That's yeah. pretty casual, okay? First of all, it's very right. casual. And then she looks at him very, like, lovingly, and is holding his hand, and is like... She looks at him like the way the other leads usually look at the people when they are in with them. They're like... Like, look into my eyes. And then she's like, I like hearing that, which is a good affirmation. And then 
after like a moment of pause, she was just like, yes, I really love looking at you. That is a weird thing to say. But like, I think she was trying to like get, but here, regardless, she didn't communicate it well. Sure. Right. I th- but also that's also her, she can't tell him. Right. I think- or she doesn't want to tell him. I think that's, like, one thing I wanted to talk about, too, is just, mm-hmm. like, a lot of this seems like just really a huge miscommunication. Yeah. Which, it sucks, because, like, you can tell they really care about each other. Mm-hmm. And if they would have just, like, had, like, a moment to just be, like, like, I don't know, like, what if Greg could just be, like, that's weird. Like, I feel like I just told you something profound, and you said you're pretty or something yeah. like that. Like, that's weird. Um, Can we talk about it? Yeah. Yeah. You didn't. And, and then later on goes, you didn't react the way I wanted you and needed you to. And I'm like, but you didn't tell her what you needed, you know? Right. Other than, like, later on when they go in the dark area, <laughs> she's trying to tell him. Mm-hmm. She's, like, giving him a lot. I'm not saying it's perfect either, but she is giving him a lot in that moment. She's like, I'm promising you, wait till the end. It will be worth it. This is, you know, this is working. Like, she's giving him so much. Right. And I think this is, like, um, I did appreciate that there was, like, a lot of discourse about, like, the a boundary conversation. Like, this mm-hmm. is a boundary she set up for herself. Like, I'm yeah. not going to tell anyone that I am in love with them until mm-hmm. they're the last person here. Mm-hmm. I personally appreciated that. And, like, there was a lot of discourse about, like... Well, she set up a boundary, and he kept trying to, like, cross that boundary. hmm I, you know, I, like, I believe that. And also, I believe that that boundary was not told to Greg. So, like, yeah. it's, it's, I feel like this is another thing where it's just, like, if they could have had a conversation mm-hmm. that was less heated and less, like, in um, the, the moment almost. And I, again, I think this... this falls on Greg a little bit because when he came back to the conversation, he knew what he wanted. He knew he was going. Like, he he was not there to resolve anything. He was mad. And that's fine. You can be mad. Um, And you can want to leave. But, Mm -hmm. like... True. Very much. It very much turned into a conversation that ended up, like, just, like, blaming Katie for stuff that they never had a discussion about. Um, which is really unfortunate, but I, oh, frick, what was I saying? Um, boundaries and then, um, yeah, I mean, if they just had a moment, you were, you were, I think you were saying like, if they just had a moment to like be calmer about it. But, yeah. Like, he, if it was but actually a discussion that yeah. was going to happen, this probably would have been like, oh, that's really embarrassing that like our first fight is about something so trivial because we're both mm-hmm. on the same page mm-hmm. and like. I, I think, I I don't know, I, I feel like I'm, like, kind of waffling a little bit back and forth. Um, oh, no, that's but fine, but you're, yeah, I mean. I, I think um, Katie is basically um, given her, like, boundaries mm-hmm. that she, like, you know, set up with everybody. It's not just him. Um, she's doing sort of the best she can, and mm-hmm. I, I felt from the edit that we saw, that she was giving him every other word except yes. for I love you, you know? Yeah. Like, there mm-hmm. were so many synonyms there. There was there were so many, like, assurances there. And, like, if that's not enough, then it's not enough, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like, 
And he's, like, totally valid to leave. I just didn't really appreciate the way that he went about leaving. And I'm pretty sure he's going to have some regrets about how he left. I would hope so. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would hope so. Right. Um, And not saying he was intentionally trying to do super manipulative things. But I just wanted to brief, like, a, like the manipulative things that got me was in the dark area. She's like, he says, I feel like you're holding something back. And she says, well, what do you need to know? I, like, as in, I will tell you. And then he asks her a question right back. What do I need to know? What do you need to know from people in this process? And it's just like moments like that, that I was just like, you already made your choice. And you're starting down this path. Of walking right. away. He, and that feels insincere to me. He also did, like, a very similar thing, like, when he came to her hotel room, like, at the mm-hmm. very beginning of the conversation. Mm-hmm. He walks in and she's like, I'm nervous yeah. about you being here. Like, like, why are you here? And he's like, why do you think I'm here? And it's yeah. just like, well, I don't fucking know. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, that's going to cause, like, a heightened, like, interaction anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and mind you, she just got broken up with Michael on the same fucking chair, wearing mm-hmm. a different shade of blue, okay? This is a dark Again. blue now, so I don't know what that's supposed to mean in a colorist theory, but we'll it's, get to it later. Ban the blue. <laughs> Thank you. Ban the blue. <laughs> Do not support the blue. Um, So, um, but yeah, he comes in and he's like, she's like, you seem unhappy and nervous. What's up? And then he says, you seem fine. And she's like, I'm just nervous and I'm holding my breath. And so, again, I'm like, oof, really don't like that. Yeah. Just flipping of things. Again, not saying he's a monster. But it's like, ah! Yeah. I, it's just, uh, <sighs> we were all kind of screaming in the house because we just, like, really didn't like the energy in the studio that day. <laughs> and it, like... I really do think it's one of those situations where, like, um, I don't know that anyone was right or that Mm-mm. anyone was wrong, but mm-hmm. it felt rotten <laughs> yeah. either way. Mm-hmm. And, like, I think ultimately, like, I, I, I think I landed somewhere, like, I, I understood where his initial feelings were coming from, and mm-hmm. I don't agree with how he handled it and i think katie was doing her best in a really crappy situation where she learned that she unintentionally hurt someone's feelings and was trying to make up for it but he had already made a decision that she she was wrong and that he didn't want to be around her anymore if that made sense that's really well said no that's that is really well said yeah yeah she wanted to apologize for certain things but she could not at that point the door had already been closed. Right. For the apology. And I, I and think that's that fair happens. in a lot of and situations. Yeah, yeah, no, that happens. I'm not I'm not gonna ever say that I've never done that either. I mean, truly. I've I have. Yeah. Um, because you get so hurt, you know. But it was again, I think you just hit it perfectly. It just felt so rotten to watch because also like this man's claiming he loves you and he just was so like already done. You know, and, like, she's crying, and he's not, he's sitting so, like, coldly to her, and then, like, the end is even worse. Uh, we'll get to that, but it's, like, 
uh, it just was so hard to watch. And I mean, being generous, this is how he maybe processes really difficult things, you know, but it was rough and I'm happy that they're broken up. Yeah. (laughs) It's not, they're not going to be well together if this is how he kind of processes things. And I don't know. But it's sad because she's like, hey, I'm struggling too. Like, this is really hard. I don't know how to date three people to the end. You know, like, I don't know how to do this. Mm-hmm. I'm saying things wrong. I'm trying to give you assurance and it's and it's making you feel worse. And I'll give her credit there. She acknowledges that. Mm-hmm. I'm saying the wrong things. And I'll give him credit. He says that it feels bad. He does. He does like say that doesn't feel good. I don't want to hear talk about roses. I don't want to hear talk about next week. I want to hear talk about, like, what's really happening. I, I'll give him credit that he is saying, like, what I want to hear right now. But it's like, he can't really get that. I don't know. You signed up for this process. Like, right. there's, like, five cameramen, like, surrounding you. <laughs> exactly. I think um, it's really interesting because I wonder how this conversation would have happened, like, outside of the show. Like, if mm-hmm. they had met in the wild or Somehow, if they had met in the wild, Mm -hmm. like, I wonder if it is him or if it's process, because Mm -hmm. I think the process Mm -hmm. is really easy to blame in this situation, too, when it Mm -hmm. could just be something he's going through. And, like, that sounds shitty to say, but uh, many things can be true, (laughs) as we've said before. But, like, I I, I definitely, like, feel for him, and I, I feel for... Katie, like, so much, too. Like, this is such a shitty thing to have to go through multiple, like, weeks in a row. And, I mean, like, my most generous take is that, like, this is unfair. Yeah. For, like, kind of everyone involved. Mm -hmm. But also... Like, therapy isn't a solution for all things, but just, like... In this, like, Greg situation, like, <laughs> it it just really didn't seem like he was ready for a relationship that wasn't, like, solve my issues mm-hmm. because I'm sad without, a, like, this piece of me being filled. That's it right there. That, and I'll tell you what, that's what kind of triggered me a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because that's a key issue with my past relationships that were really toxic and unhealthy. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I've talked about it before, but like my ex-husband was on antidepressant medications. And then when we started dating, he got off of them like immediately and told me it was because I made him so happy that I cured his like depression. And then he c- continued to be very depressed for the entirety of yeah. our relationship. And then like blamed me for it. And told me I didn't listen to him well, told me I wasn't anticipating his needs better, telling me that I didn't, like, do what I needed to be doing to fill this void in his life. Um, And so that was just, like, real. that's just, like, not a good way to go about things. And I really think it's some help unpacking that. You gotta, you gotta love yourself. You gotta be able to provide for yourself. You gotta be able to be in control of, you know, more. You don't have to be perfect. No one has to be perfect to be in love, but you, which I don't believe in. I can't believe we're even having this conversation. Um, but you, you do need to be able to be in a space, ideally, where you're not doing that 
to right. other people. Yeah. And I could see it in Katie's eyes that she didn't, she was trying, like she was trying to give him comfort and do those things for him and anticipate his sadness. And he was like shutting down, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, then he says he's done and he gets up and leaves. Yeah, I think the part that, like, kind of upset me, so they have this conversation in the hotel room, and Mm -hmm. he, he's like, I don't know that hostile is the right word, but he's like, a little intense. I, I don't know that, yeah, intense is probably the right word. He's, like, really intense during their conversation, and then he kind of just, like, sort of gets up and leaves, mm-hmm. and the conversation doesn't feel finished, Mm-mm. and Katie, like, gathers herself for a second, like, follows him down into, like, a foyer, like, he he's like, I'm leaving, whatever, and then just goes by the pool, <laughs> and I'm just like, okay, so you're not leaving? <laughs> and then Katie goes down and talks to him, and it's just like, listen, like, I, I, I feel that I fucked up. I don't want you to leave. You are my number one. She's, like, giving him literally everything except for the one thing he's kind of, like, demanding. And then he's he sort of has this too little, too late mm-hmm. persona about him. And I just, like, I, I'm not I, – I mean, I think just for me, I'm just not fundamentally understanding it. Like, can I give him a thesaurus? Like, she's saying, I love you. <laughs> Yeah. She's saying, like, stick around. Like She's saying, I'm going to leave if you leave. I'm yeah. not going to stay here. It was for you. It was not worth it without you. She says, is there no point? I'm telling you everything, and you still won't believe me. I'm losing you. I'm losing my mind. I will leave. Please. Like, connect as the she, dots, my brother. <laughs> what are you doing? As, she, as she's sitting on her knees. She's, like, literally, like, below him. Begging him. To stay any kind of comfort. And he's just, like, not even looking at her. Yeah, it's it's such a... It's such a shitty situation. Like, truly. I mean, one would maybe say manipulative. Yeah. Um, so, I... <laughs> no, I, like, I, do, I don't disagree. I think it's just crappy like it, it's really not a great look for him like i i'm not trying to like come off as like a greg apologist all no, i'm saying is not. like i understand like why his feelings are that way and i would hope to never behave in the same way yeah that he's behaving and i just like i like feel for them both but i'm just like dude what are you doing mm-hmm. like it makes me un- it makes me feel really uncomfortable and i did not like viewing any of that last night <laughs> Um, not a good time and and, and like you said he probably also didn't enjoy it and i hope that i mean he he probably is not feeling good you know yeah growth 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 (laughs) praying for it very deeply (laughs) um yeah i yeah i think just like a, a lot of the things that upset me the most last night were just some of the, like, kind of, like, accusatory statements without really showing that he's, like, listening to what she's actually saying. Like, mm-hmm. there was, like, definitely, like, boundary crossing that happened and then just sort of, like, accusatory, like, I don't think you love me and you never have shown me any of that, so I'm leaving kinds of shit. And I'm just like, well, if we take a step back, like, <laughs> like me as an audience member, I have seen it. 
Um, so what the hell and fuck are you talking about? Um, but I also get like, that feels different in the moment. I don't know. I'm trying to, Cause like, here's the thing. He, it probably, it, oh, no, and that probably, it wasn't enough for him, you know, like, yeah, it wasn't, you know, and <sighs> Greg, you needy bitch. <laughs> did, you see okay. that, did you see that Blake Hortzman actually had a pretty good take about all of it? Blake Hortzman had a good take. That's a I first. know. No, I shocking. Think, I think I saw that. Um, but he did like a series of stories. He was like live reacting, and he was he was pretty honestly having a very similar take. He's just like, I was him. I fucking feel him. You know, like mm-hmm. he was hurting in that moment. There was a lot of pain, but like the you, difference is the difference is how you how you act with that pain. And he's like, one, the situation you're in, like, you have to, like, take into a lot of context clues. And you can't put that pressure on the lead who has, like, the world, like, so much weight on her shoulders. But also, like, further said, he's like, it's also just kind of mean to treat the person that you claiming your your love like that. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, you're putting a lot, you're like, you know, without much, like... You know, I don't know. Because I I think you have to, like, be able to be, like, this sucks for me. Like, what are you going through? Like, and then just, like, hold each other's, like, pain at, like, an equal, like, level. Like, what you're going through is, like, super important to me. But, like, Mm -hmm. this is what I'm going through, too. Can we hold those at the same time? Mm -hmm. Like, both people are living, like, two completely, Mm -hmm. like, different realities. And I think that would have gone over so much better. Just, like, I I mean, like... it's 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 just like stinks and i'm sure we're so gay that's the thing i, I was like that is the gayest thing we've ever said on this podcast uh, can we hold both our pains in the same space yes yeah like i just oh my god really like holding like like everyone's like truth at the same time yeah yeah like this is what i'm going through this is what you're going through um instead of just like like, his pain is not more significant than hers is in, in this scenario. Like, they're just both going through, like, really different mm-hmm. processes. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's, like, kind of where he got, like, fucked up a little bit. And, like, mm-hmm. it, I think one of the more interesting parts of the episode actually was, like, when he, like, went out to the, like, foyer or whatever mm-hmm. with Blake. And Blake was, like, fine. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I think Blake's been through this, like, 75 times already at this point. But, like... um. Like, it's, it, you know, he, you could tell, like, he just, like, wasn't, like, the process is, like, probably not for him. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's fine, but, like, also, like, don't treat people like that, too. Yeah, because, like, we've had, we have that, we have somebody like this almost every season. Uh, ben Smith, if I am remembering correctly. I can't remember if she sent him home or not first, or he sent himself home. But... There's always inevitably somebody who's, like, very aware of how the process is not working for them. And we usually are like, yes, good job. Like, correct. <laughs> um, it, it's not for us either. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Greg just figured that out and then went about it in a not great way. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Oof. I think, too, 
we got a season with, like, a lot of guys that did handle pressure really well. Mm -hmm. So, like, if this had happened on any other season, we'd be like, oh, just another guy, kind of. But, like, really, truly, I think Katie did have, like, a really good, like, crop of dudes who are, like, kind of, like, aware. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like, you know, when uh, Michael sent himself home, it was never about Katie. It was, like, this situation does not work for me. Mm -hmm. And then we also had Connor, who when she sent him home, it was very, like, it was painful to watch, obviously, Mm -hmm. but it was never a I blame you for this kind of thing. It just didn't work, you know? And then when Andrew S., like, they do the run back, and he says, no, I don't want to be here because the process is not working for me, you Mm -hmm. know? Yeah. Great example. You're right. (laughs) Yeah, maybe if we hadn't had good examples. Unfortunately, (laughs) we had good examples of men behaving properly this season. Unfortunately. 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 So I am kind of interested to see what After the Final Rose Mm. looks like. So, I mean... I, I feel like we could talk about Greg forever. Do you have any like final thoughts before we? No, I feel like we actually, wrap? I feel pretty pretty good about it. I feel comforted. <laughs> <laughs> if we were in the same room, I would give you a hug because I, I know mm-hmm. that last night's episode was like a little bit uncomfortable for both of us, and mm-hmm. I am. <sighs> what are you gonna do? Hug to all the <laughs> listeners too. Yeah, I know last yeah. night's episode was a doozy. Yeah, um, really, truly hugs to everybody. It's been really. It's weird, like, when we go through, like, things like this, it sounds so, it sounds so unhinged, but when (laughs) Bachelor Nation goes through moments like this, it is, it is always infuriating how some things happen, but it is always incredibly, like, affirming as well Mm -hmm. when you find people who are, like, in the same sphere as you and her experiencing things and want to like hold space for you and you hold space for them and you just talk about it and you have nuanced conversations. And it's just really, that part like is really nice. That part mm-hmm. is really nice. <laughs> and I feel like it would be shitty to not have this part of what we do. Cause like I would have just watched that and been real pissed off all day, you know, mm-hmm. like I would have been just really mad. And now I feel like, Oh, I got to like talk to people about it, you know? Yeah. So I feel like, Oh, I'm not so mad about it. You know? Yeah. Oh, we just remembered why we do what we do. Oops. Oopsies. Oopsies. (laughs) Fart noises. Um. (laughs) So, oh, shit. I forgot what I was going to say. I keep doing that. Um, Yeah, but then we'll... You said after the final rose. (laughs) Oh, heavens. So, (laughs) what do you think is going to happen next week? That's a fucking good-ass question. (laughs) Damn. So, we have... Three hours next week. And I'm like, how? There's not even, like, a single dude left. (laughs) I know, there really isn't. Um, Well, yeah, I know. We we meet Katie's mom. um, And there's a lot of emotions there. Gosh, I don't know. I really don't know. I, I guess we do know it ends a week early, in theory, during filming. So maybe she leaves. Maybe she leaves to go be with Michael. Uh, uh, I don't know. I'm just that's been my my new Jane on this week. Um, maybe she ends up with Blake. And I um, and I and I and I'll say this much. 
I know I was just kind of like giving Craig a Craig. I was giving Craig a little bit of a. We had a we had a nice conversation there, but I do fucking hate him for making me like Blake. Yeah, he didn't need to do that. He really didn't need to do that. <laughs> I hate Craig. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm, I'm sort of wondering. Yeah, what do you think is going to happen? <laughs> I'm just wondering, like, deep in my heart, <laughs> if she doesn't end up with Blake. And, like, like, listeners, you can't see what I'm doing with my body, but, like, my neck is just sort of retreating back. Like, I don't want it to happen. But I've started, I, I don't know, I'm, like, kind of feeling that that's just... Like, has to be it. Do you know that song from Crazy Ex-Girlfriend called Settle For Me? <laughs> yeah, I do think. <laughs> um, if you haven't heard it, listeners, please, like, please watch Crazy Ex-Girlfriend because it's a great show about <laughs> mental illness, period. But, like, there's this, like, song on there called Settle For Me, which... Um, it's just like when you're like the second choice guy and then he does this like Fred Astaire like tap dance song or whatever. Uh, well, we we do get a, like a kind of a reference to that a little bit. Blake, I think, kind of is like, well, if she's just like still thinking about Craig, then I don't want to even be here anymore. And um, Are you saying Craig on purpose? Am yeah. I going like, okay, I'm just like, am I like having, do I smell toast? Like, am I Okay. <laughs> So yeah, if you like, I'm gonna. If he's gonna be here for Craig, then I don't want to be here. So I don't know. We'll see. And then Tasha says something to somebody like, "Well, maybe you should just go home." And I don't know who she, who the fuck she's talking about, too. Yeah. So we'll see. And then there's gonna be some kind of fantasy suite. I saw, I saw an image of somebody in a bedroom. There has to be one. There has to be one. Right. Um. Yeah. We'll see. It's gonna be hell. I, that much I know. I It'll will say, hell. just as a last minute note before we wrap up the podcast, Chris Harrison could never. Thank you. Like, say what you will about the guy, but his, <laughs> his, uh, my most generous take of Chris Harrison is that he could not have handled that situation without being like, so what are you going to do? Like, outside of a bathroom door, which is really creepy. Yeah. Um, yeah, he would have really not handled that really well. Well, I mean, clearly he just is really, really cares about you. Clearly, you didn't let him know enough things. Fucking, I can't. No, he could never. They wouldn't have allowed him in the bathroom, sir. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> Yeah. And congratulations to Tasha and Kaylin. It has been officially announced that they will be coming back to host Michelle's season of The Bachelorette. I love that for us. Yes, I do too. And we've also been getting images of the hosts down on Paradise. Uh, little John and... Little um, John. <laughs> little John. <laughs> David Spade. Titus and um, Lance Bass. Lance Bass. See, this is this is gonna loop in Real Housewives. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's gonna be so messy. Ooh, I'm excited. The ultimate crossover: Housewives, Survivor, Paradise. Throw a little bit of, um, 
are you the one in there? It'd be fine. The circle. Maybe put them in pods. I don't give a fuck. Fucking don't care anymore. As long Mm -hmm. as the season ends next week, which it is. And that's our cue to fucking get out of here, everybody. Yeah. You've been wonderful. (laughs) Yes. Enjoy the three-hour episode (laughs) next week. I'm going to fall asleep halfway through. I'm almost certain. But hey, what do you Um. Thank you for listening to this episode in particular. Like, I know that this was kind of a a weird topic to mm-hmm. broach a little bit. Um, yeah, I thank you so much. And uh, um, I will say before I forget real quick, people did send in some voicemails. So we will attach yeah. this afterwards. Yeah, yeah, Um And, yeah, just, like, I, I hope that it came across, like, um we're like holding space for however anyone feels mm-hmm. about any of those things. And like, we have really complicated feelings about it too. This is more just us like kind of talking through any feelings that we might have. And if I know anything about me and Jenna, we will feel differently in one month's time. So <laughs> that's we will, something you can bet on. <laughs> we will probably continue talking about this, but um, yeah, it's not a one and done conversation. It's, uh, men and conversations in general that we will continue <laughs> to <laughs> discuss at length um, <laughs> at length and at girth if you will um, Jenna come on <laughs> that was no, funny I was just proud of you I was just very proud of you you've thank come you. a long way I really love you thank I you. love you thank you so much for having this conversation with us um, and I love you Danica I love you Jenna I love you why are you crying (laughs) just because i'm just because i have complicated feelings about love yeah you know what love exists you just proved it stupid bitch (laughs) (laughs) all right y'all enjoy the listener clips and we'll see you next week thank you bye hi day card pod Uh, my name's mick uh, big fan and follow the Patreon, all that. Love the podcast. It's super funny and also has a lot of good deep talks at the same time. Um, normally, I'm a little bit more of a listener, but with this Greg episode, I uh, felt like sharing and thought I'd send in a message. Um, I, For a background, I'm also someone who has come from the very kind of evangelical and purity culture upbringing. And, um, and that is also how I started watching the shows with my mom, who's very much in those types of mindsets. And so it's really interesting to me when stuff happens in the show. And if her and I do talk about it, just hearing like the totally different perspectives that, uh, we have because I feel like hers lines up a bit more with the standard bachelor nation. And, and then like this week with Greg, for me watching, it was so hard seeing how he was talking to Katie and just putting her down. And it just really made me feel so uncomfortable. And, um, and it's been really weird to see people like putting down Katie or just defending him and, and not thinking that that was hurtful behavior. Um, and yeah. And I know recently you did a podcast on the Patreon with 
Blair from Talk Purity to me, and I really loved that. And it was so interesting to see the intersection of Bachelor and those, uh, and that idea and the topic of like evangelical Christian and purity, and because um, I think that feels like such a reaction where some of these things come from. Um, I also in talking to uh, like people like my mom who are on a different wavelength, like. I'll hear the like, oh, Greg's hurt and he's sad and going through something. And it just kind of makes me reflect like how often uh, men are kind of given the benefit of doubt, especially in those mindsets and the like um, Christian backgrounds of like, okay, like they're going through something, give them, a, give them understanding. Uh, and it was just really interesting to kind of see some of that all unravel. And I don't have a lot else, but uh, just processing with you all and um I know it was triggering for a lot of people seeing how he was acting and I just hope everybody is taking care of themselves this week so take care hey date card lovelies so I wanted to chime in as I know that probably dozens upon dozens of women are doing the same thing maybe a few men in there hopefully um so Here's the deal. I feel um, Katie throughout the whole entire season has gone above and beyond to cater to Greg's uh, emotional needs. Checking in on him and making sure like, oh, are you still feeling good? Are you still feeling happy? It's literally sprinkled throughout the whole entire season. And then last night, uh, the one time Katie does not respond to Greg in the way that he wanted, it completely does a 180. And while I understand he was talking about the passing of his father and his feelings and stuff, it doesn't excuse the fact the way he responded to her um in the confrontation the next day he kept uh interrupting her wouldn't let her speak and almost telling her like well your feelings don't matter because you don't care about my feelings well how can you say that when this whole entire time she has done nothing but be kind and caring to your needs and I don't know, like, my assumption with how Katie initially responded to his declaration of love, I'm wondering if she was so hyper-focused to listen that she didn't fully hear him. So, I don't know, take that with what you will. Because that's happened to me several times before. I hyper-listen, and but then I don't actually listen. <laughs> Anyway, um, as someone who was in a relationship very similar to that 45 minutes of television where I was told I need to communicate my feelings, but every time I would try to communicate, it would be dismissed, it would be interrupted, and my feelings didn't matter. And towards the end of that relationship, you know, I'm told that 
I put in no effort into that relationship. Three years worth of my life just to be told that I didn't care about the relationship. So hopefully you'll hear this. I hope you all are doing well. I hope we get better sleep tonight. (laughs) And yeah, talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to Descartes Pod. Make sure you're following us on Instagram at Descartes Pod and follow your hosts at Jenna with a smile and at Drunk Feminist. Descartes Pod is produced by Andrew Olson. You can follow him on Instagram at Androne. Our music is by Jet Overly. Follow and support him on Instagram at Jetty Boy James. And our logo design is by Michaela Jane. You can find her work at MichaelaJane.com and on Instagram at Michaela Jane. Drop a review on iTunes if you're nasty like that. Bye. What up, So Below listeners? It's your boy Shane Hosey, and I want to tell you a little bit about my podcast, The Hosey Hustle. Every other week I sit down with a guest and we talk about product and service submissions from you, the listener. Terrible ideas, like cigarettes for dogs. And we'll sit there and we'll talk about how to make them ready for the big scary economy. Basically, we take bad ideas and we make them worse. So why don't you give us a listen? The Hosey Hustle, part of So Below Media. Now get back to the show you were originally listening to. You probably like it a lot. For more podcasts like the one you just listened to, go to SoBelowMedia.com. This, this is as above, so below.